whoa, 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 hang on a moment. Yes, you know what time it is. This is Jen, your host, and this podcast is all about taking agency and owning yourself. And every week on this show, I'm going to help you use your voice, stand in your power, and operate from a place of self. everybody um here we are with this week's episode of hang on a moment i am going to let you into a little secret i am recording this in advance of when i normally record my episodes and the reason why is because i am feeling pretty rubbish and i really wanted to record this podcast today because those those actual words, I'm feeling pretty rubbish, went through my head yesterday. And in those moments while those words were going through my head, I was really having some um, negative um, self-limiting relief moments around my coaching business. And I started saying to myself, how can I coach people, you know, if I'm going through all this turmoil at the moment? And how can I, you know, be the best um you know, enlightened light worker to help people move away from um, their pain and their struggles and coach them into a better way. If, you know, I can't even have my life together. And of course, you know, the list went on and on and on. You know, we I've talked about this before. You know, I'm I'm the same as you guys. I'm I'm just a human being who has these issues as you all do to deal with on a regular basis. And I wanted to bring that to the table, really, because I feel that a lot of the time what happens is when we are in life, we we hide our vulnerabilities, A, because we don't want people to see those from a professional capacity, and B, because we don't want people to see them from a personal capacity, and also because we're scared of being vulnerable, and we're not always sure how that's going to sit with others and maybe also sit with ourselves. You know, are we letting our guard down? Are we giving too much of us away? Are we oversharing? And yeah, all these questions can come into play. But one of the things that kind of crossed my mind when I was having all these thoughts yesterday and I was feeling really sorry for myself was actually, this makes me an amazing coach. This makes me a compassionate, empathetic super understanding coach because I have been in your shoes I am in your shoes and you know I think one of the 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 sort of the key things to add here and I'm sure you can all recognize this is that when we go into our work mind we do operate from a different space than when we're in our non-work mindset so while I'm doing my work at the moment I am sort of trying to forget the things that's happening outside of work so it's not affecting the work that I'm doing per se But if anything, actually, I started to really sit with how I was feeling. And I kind of thought, you know what, actually, this is this is a really, really strong accolade of mine because I want to be able to turn around to people and say, I feel the feelings that you feel. I recognize what you're going through. I have been there. And I go through these things on a regular basis too. You know, my life isn't super spectacular 24-7. I'm obviously always striving to live my best life as we all should be doing. But the reality of life is it doesn't work like that. 
And I think that's something I really wanted to share on this podcast today is that we all have bad experiences in life. And, you know, a big thing that I work on with myself and also with my clients is resilience because resilience is such a skill because life will always hit us with the curveballs. And it's how do we get back up? Because we will go down. No two ways about it. We will go down. But it's how do we get back up? Because that's what resilience is. It's it's kind of almost being able to bat away the crappy things sort of day to day. But when the big stuff, when the big shit hits the fan, how do we get back up when we go down? Because we do go down and we do have to get back up. You know, I actually have a tattoo on my wrist, which is the symbol for fall down seven and get up eight, which is a proverb which you may have come across before. And I have a symbol underneath it of a warrior. And it's like a Viking symbol because I love that Viking mindset. And, you know, I feel that's so true. It's like, it's not how many times you fall down because we do fall down. It's how many times we get back up again. And okay, that can be quite exhausting. It can be quite tiring. I know this too, because I have gone through, you know, a number of bad, awful situations really in the last few years. But um Every opportunity to go through this is a learning experience and, you know, we should embrace that. So that was really just a little bit of an, in, an introduction to today. So this is a bit of a pattern interrupt in the opposite way that we'd normally like to pattern interrupt because pattern interrupt normally is let's, let's, yeah, let's break this pattern and let's do something different. But actually my coaching programs are really all around giving you tools and techniques to help you, um, you know, live your best life through balance, brilliance and resilience around owning yourself and, and obviously having agency and standing in your power. Um, but today, I really just wanted to share with you, you know, what I'm going through and see if this resonates with you and just explain, you know, I'm in the same boat as yourselves. Um, we've all gone through bad stuff. And, you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, actually, you know what? I'm not going through a bad time in my life at the moment. I don't want to listen to this. And that's absolutely fine. You don't have to listen to every podcast that I produce. I mean, I will move into some ways of how to deal with having these moments. So there is some kind of teachings on this podcast as well. But really, I just wanted to say I am just like you and hopefully, you know, that that will resonate with you. And I hope, I'm hoping that will bring, bring our connection into a better place because I want you to know that I, I have the same issues as you. I think sometimes when we look at, you know, I don't know, Tony Robbins or any of the kind of like the, you know, the super coaches that we all recognise um, or Oprah Winfrey, of course, you know, we know that they've gone through struggles and adversity. But, you know, most of the time when we see them, they're coming from this place of power. And obviously, that's how I present my my podcast episodes. But it's it's wrong to think that every single day, just because we're a coach or just because we're helping people with their well being, that we actually you know are this picture of um, you know untouchable, crystal clear, um, you know self compassionate, no no balls dropping kind of superhuman we're not we actually are real and I guess like a lot of us who move into the kind of the light working space either as a coach as a therapist or doing any kind of healing modalities we're kind of in that place because we've been through something ourselves and that's how we we come to the conclusion that we want to help others and that's exactly why I've created Vital Vibe and yeah, so I just sort of explain like what's actually happened. So first of all, my relationship has ended, which is what's really hit me this week. Now, I struggle a little bit with that because I do get rejection sensitivity because of my ADHD. So that's a neurological issue that is really difficult for me to deal with because it's not 
Um, it's not something that I can really fix. So I always have to sit with these feelings because I know it will pass. But rejection sensitivity is really difficult. And of course, anyone who goes through a breakup will know what it feels like to come to the end of a relationship. Um, so, you know, I, I feel you. And hopefully you can feel me today because, you know, I'm going through quite a bit of a, a struggle. But this has kind of come at the time when, OK, so just to make it kind of a bit more um, real, you know, like I am literally just about to celebrate my birthday. I'm just about to go on holiday. Now, I do quite a lot of solo travel, so I'm going away on my own. But no one wants to go on their own when they've just split up with their partner. Um maybe a few weeks after, but not like the week after. Um, because, you know, going away on your own, you have to kind of like bring around your kind of self-confidence and um, your assertiveness, assertiveness. And that's great. You know, we can we can all do that, even, even when life isn't going great. But when you've just been hit with some sad news and something that's bringing you into a place where you're not feeling super empowered, it, it is quite hard, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I also had a very sick cat, a few weeks ago and that was quite stressful as well because I don't like seeing her sick I'm quite empathetic and she's got an ongoing issue which is kind of connected to um, her type she's an exotic short hair and she gets um, feline cystitis and it's awful to witness that and I was really struggling getting an appointment um, with the, the the vet so that was difficult also I just put my house on the market and I put an offer in for another house. It got rejected because I don't have a buyer for mine yet. So that was difficult. So already last week I was going through quite a tough time. And obviously amongst all of this, you know, I'm running my business, I'm coaching clients and I'm feeling, um, you know, that I've, I've, I'm having to, you know, yeah, really compartmentalize my day into when I have the me time and when I have the work time. And that, again, that's all OK. Um but, you know, I was hit with this curveball a weekend where my partner said he didn't want to carry on seeing me anymore. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the details of that. There's obviously some some reasons be behind that. But of course, you know, I wasn't expecting that to happen. And, you know, breakups are really hard for people. And it does obviously affect your confidence. It can affect your mood. And then obviously you have to try and like work your whole day around how you're feeling and of course, as I said, you can try and like move away from that by keeping you occupied. But actually, what I really want to talk about today is it's okay to not be okay. And I really want to just talk about how, you know, basically, we are humans. And I say this every episode, pretty much, we're not perfect, we're flawed humans. And we sit quite often in what is called the or what is known as the human mess, these curveballs, the emotional turbulence of life, you know, nothing is is straightforward. And, um, you know, as I've said, I'm quite a highly sensitive person because of my ADHD. I'm also very emotional. My star sign is a Cancerian. And, you know, I, I always like to make a little joke because I was born on a Wednesday. So I'm a child of woe. And I'm quite an empath as well. And I do have, um, you know, some trauma that I am still working through. So, you know, there's a lot going on in my body and I'm not afraid to talk about that. I'm not afraid to stand up with my head held high and say, this is me. Because as I said, it makes me a better coach. It makes me more empathetic and more understanding of other people and what they're going through. But I can tell you, it hurts. It really hurts. And, you know, this is what I wanted to, to say. And I wanted to, again, really kind of advocate 
hence my last um, episode, um, I really wanted to advocate for coaches and advocate for humans to say it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, just because we're not okay, it doesn't mean that we're for the rubbish tip. It doesn't mean that we're not good at our job. It doesn't mean that we're not a good partner. It doesn't mean that we're not good at life. It doesn't mean that we can't get back on track. It's really just a little blip and we have to work through it. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, um, you know, it's okay to feel down, but don't camp out there or something to that effect. And, you know, that's so, so true because we have to give ourselves grace and we have to accept and sit with that feeling. So I think that's one of the things I really wanted to to talk about. I mean, there's, there's, there's not much longer on this, this podcast. It's a short one. Um, but I wanted to talk really about just accepting those feelings and, you know, sitting with those feelings and really just witnessing yourself being in the human mess. And, you know, for me, it's sadness, it's loss. And that's partly what my trauma is connected to is is kind of grief and loss. And, you know, this is triggering me. It's triggering um, some of the things that I've gone through before and I'm finding it really hard. And I do have the rejection sensitivity, which triggers my feelings of rejection as well. So, you know, with the two of those things, I really struggle when relationships end. I am not going to lie. Obviously, I'm not a mess where I can't speak at the moment because I'm clearly recording this podcast. Um, But I don't feel my usual self. I'll I'll be honest with you. I haven't been to the gym for the last couple of days. Um, And, you know, I'm... Actually, my sleeping patterns are a little bit better because I'm going to bed a little bit earlier because I'm feeling a little bit depressed and a bit down. Um, But, you know, again, it's like we talk about these self-care rituals. And one of my close friends I was talking to about this and, you know, we were talking, she was going for a sound bath and she's doing some breath work and some meditation. And I was saying, you know what, I actually just don't feel like doing anything like that at the moment. I actually, because, you know, she's actually got a bit of turbulence in her life and, she get she got me completely and you know she wasn't trying to like encourage me to go and do those things because I think sometimes we can get into this cycle with people where there's this you know toxic positivity so yeah pull yourself out of it and I you know as a coach I never want to be toxic toxically positive because I think when we are feeling down sometimes we don't want somebody in our ear going come on get up pull yourself together get out of it you know you know you can do this get to the gym go out and have a dance it's like some days you just don't want to do that and that's okay so you know I said to my friend look I'm just going to sit with my feelings I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to let them go through me and move through me and I'm just going to accept them and you know accept the breakup and even though I don't want it there's nothing I can do about it so I've just got to sit here and and process it so I think that's one of the key things really is about how do we work through this accepting and sitting with our feelings and you know we're quite set up as humans to avoid pain and difficulty um, with emotions when we experience them and you know we try to we can sometimes try to um, suppress them but actually you know that's really bad for our physical health and our mental health as well because when we suppress emotions we're not going through those emotions emotions are actually body messages as well so we need to understand that emotions don't just come up for no reason they're giving us a message so for example you know if we're feeling fearful we need to find safety if we're feeling sad or grief we need to cry if we're feeling angry you know, we can do some controlled anger work, you know, uh, things like uh, martial arts or a bit of a boxing class or, you know, actually do a controlled anger practice. There's ways to move through anger, such as, you know, screaming and 
and so on. So we can move that through the system rather than leave it trapped there. If we're getting overwhelmed, you know, one of the key things we can do is 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 literally just cancel things because when we're overwhelmed, that's our body saying we can't do this. There's too much going on. Take a step back and let's you know cancel things out of the diary and. You know, for me, also, when you're feeling stress, when your body is going through stress, which is more of a physical thing than an emotion. But, you know, again, it's for me, what that says to me is just be still. So it's kind of tied to overwhelm. So, you know, like if I can't if I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed and I cancel things and, you know, be still. And what I mean by being still, it's not sit completely in silence, but just take my life off 100 miles an hour and just perhaps go back to like a 30 mile an hour just go in my normal flow, don't over push it and just accept. And so some of that might be, you know, just sitting with yourself, watching a comedy, listening to some music. It doesn't have to be feel good songs. It could actually be sad music. So you get the crying out. Um, it could be pottering. Actually, that's one of my go to things if I'm feeling any kind of emotion, I potter because it kind of moves me a bit more into some kind of rational distraction but I can also still process my feelings. I can be quite mindful with my feelings while I'm doing stuff. So there's a bit of a nice balance there and I don't feel like I'm just sat wallowing. Um, so there's lots of things that you can do when you are experiencing these feelings. And as I said, it's about letting them go through you and out of you. Um, sometimes though, when, we, when, we, when we're feeling all emotions, we let our thoughts mask those emotions. So for example, you know, I, I am guilty of this. Again, you know, I'm not saying I'm invincible, but I'm sat here, have been sat here thinking he's leaving me and it's not fair. Obviously, that's my ego talking. That's the chimp. We've talked about the chimp quite a lot. And that's trying to take over. And of course, every time I think that, it creates more resistance in my body to move out of this emotion. And Really, what I need to do is just accept that the relationship has come to an end and and deal with that, even though it's hard, rather than trying to be angry and create another reason um, to feed my ego, which is the chimp. So, again, we need to be careful of that. It's, it's quite obvious that will happen when you're going through a breakup, but we just need to be aware. Again, it's all about this mindfulness. And so the mindfulness isn't just about understanding what is going on in your head, but it's also about that whole body feeling as well. So, you know, I recommend doing a body scan if you're familiar with mindfulness, body scanning uh, and also something like yoga nidra. If you're ready to do something like that, where you actually just lie still or sit still and just really go through your whole body and have a think about how you feel and, you know, recognize those feelings. Like, can you put a label on it? What, you know, where is it? So if you've got a big feeling in your gut and it feels like, slushy and yucky and you know it might be feeling like um a roller coaster or it might be feeling like sinking sand then that's good because you can label it and actually by processing it and being understanding of it again you're sitting with those feelings and you're witnessing yourself and you're letting yourself be you're not trying to move yourself or change yourself um but as I said before, it's also about paying attention to your thoughts. So like what you're actually saying to yourself and how are you responding? So, you know, I could have sat there for another three days going, it's not fair. He's leaving me. I'm the failure. I'm not good enough. And of course, you know, I could quite easily do that if I'm being honest. But I've decided that, you know, that's not actually serving me 
those the feelings are serving me the sadness I have to go through it I'm not going to be able to change that I'm accepting it and going through it but actually if I'm saying those things to myself I'm actually creating more resistance to move forward and accept this situation for what it is and I'm actually also talking down to myself as well and again it's that whole thing as I've said before is would you talk to your friend or family member or a member of your team the way you talk to yourself so um you know I'm a failure he's leaving me actually you know first of all do I know that's true so you can look at something like um the the three questions um by Byron Katie so that's something I might talk about at a later date but you can understand whether it's true and you can do some kind of interrogation in your own thoughts and that's that's great you can also look at um the four agreements which is Don Miguel Ruiz and again consider like the words that you're saying to yourself are you being compassionate with yourself are you you know supporting yourself and you know are you or are you bringing yourself down so the last thing you want to do when you're feeling all of this is actually make yourself feel worse by actually blaming yourself it's hard but you know let's not let's not go there let's not go there and so you know as I just mentioned it's about this whole being compassionate with yourself and it's really easy to not do that when you're feeling upset and hurt especially when you're going through a breakup um you will blame yourself and you know actually by being compassionate with yourself you do grow through what you go through um because again, you're witnessing and experiencing and allowing um, and accepting these things to just be. Um, so I would recommend another book, as always, which is The Compassionate Mind by Paul Gilbert. It is a really good book around, you know, how to be more compassionate with yourself and others. Um, so really, you know, this is what we need to do when we're going through these hard times, when we're going through tough times. Of course, you know, when something lingers that's obviously an issue. It might be triggering something from the past. So you might need some therapy or you may need a coach to help you move forward because you're stuck and you can't get out of where you are at the moment. Um, but, you know, typically we can get through life's challenges on our own if we help ourselves and hold ourselves in the right way. So so the final thing I just wanted to talk about today, and it is... Um, well, actually, two more things I wanted to talk about, but this is quite a biggie, um, but I'm going to quite condense it, is the drama triangle. So you may or may not have heard of this. And the drama triangle is used quite often um, when you're talking to somebody or when you're you know, thinking yourself about relationships with others. And by pure definition, the drama triangle is about drama in relationships. And it can sometimes be known as the rescue triangle. But basically, if you have or haven't come across this before, there are three points on the triangle. Obviously, there's the victim, there's the persecutor, and then there's the rescuer or the saviour. And obviously, they are the roles that we tend to move around when we're in the drama triangle. So for example, at the moment, if I'm bringing the drama here, I could be saying, well, actually, I'm the victim and you know they're the persecutor and actually you know if I was trying to win the affection back of my partner you know I could be moving him into the rescuer or the savior and then at the same time I could then turn into the persecutor by actually you know creating conflict and arguments with him and then he could become the victim so that's just a very small example of how the drama triangle works obviously it plays out in so many dynamics but you've got to be very careful not to put yourself in that drama triangle. However, I have had this conversation with one of my coaches in the past um, that I actually really fully believe that 
trying to get out of the drama triangle can be quite hard when you're feeling sad when you're actually full of emotions it can be really hard so one of the the, the, the other alternative triangles that I absolutely love is the winning triangle by Choi. And I really find this so helpful for me when I'm going through a moment of feeling like I could slip into the drama triangle. And so what happens in the in the, the, the winning triangle is that the roles change. So instead of being a victim, a persecutor or a rescuer, you're becoming um, assertive, caring, and vulnerable. So of course, that's much more aligned to this compassion, self-compassion and self-awareness that we've talked about. And the persecutor becomes assertive. So they're no longer aggressive, they're becoming more assertive. The rescuer, rather than trying to solve the person and save them and jump in and, and be the hero, they're just becoming a caring person or you're becoming caring. And the victim then moves from being victim to being vulnerable. And I think that's, for me personally, I think that's such a lovely step because when we're a victim, it is the victim mentality that we seem to hold in our mindset. When we're vulnerable, I think it's okay. It is okay to be vulnerable. And that's the last thing I'm going to talk about before before we end this podcast. But actually, when you become vulnerable, you actually, again, you're exposing yourself. So you're sitting with everything. You're letting things be. You're letting things happen. You're taking stuff on board. But you're also showing self-compassion and you're also allowing others to show compassion for you as well. So, you know, when you are breaking up from somebody, it's quite easy to get into that drama triangle. But actually, if you move into the winning triangle, then you could still maintain a level of um, adult behaviour and compassion towards each other through moving into those roles of being assertive, having, you know, showing care and just being vulnerable. And I feel that that's a really nice place to be. Like for me right now, that feels like I am in that place. And you're already making a shift to take yourself away from the drama. Um, and then there's, there's another example. It's called the empowerment triangle. And this was the conversation that I was having with a previous coach of mine because um, I found it very difficult to go straight from drama to empowerment. I feel like sometimes when you are in a state, especially when you're talking about something that's happened to you that you've not asked for, sometimes it's really difficult to move into the empowerment triangle. So... Um, but the empowerment triangle basically works on the same methodology. Um, but the persecutor becomes the challenger. But if you move into the winning triangle first, you go from persecutor to assertive, then challenger. The rescuer becomes a coach. But if you go into the winning triangle first, you go rescuer, um, care, carer, caring into a coach. And also final part, is obviously, you know, where you might be sitting at this moment is the victim. So in the empowerment triangle, you go from a victim to a creator. And that's the bit that I really struggle with, because I think it's really hard sometimes when you're in that mindset, you are feeling sorry for yourself, you're sitting with your emotions. Sometimes you don't want to be the creator because you're actually still in this place where you are vulnerable. And that's why I love this going from victim to being vulnerable, from vulnerable to creator, because I actually feel that that stepping stone is a lot easier. And it and it you know, and it takes you out of the pain and suffering, but it allows you to actually still sit with those feelings and not be so hard on yourself. Um, and then another coach that I've had in the past, she also gave me another take on this. And I, I haven't found this anywhere else. So I don't know whether this was something she created herself, but it's actually helped me with a previous relationship that I was in. And this is liberation, forgiveness and acceptance. And it's really, you know, again, looking at those points on the triangle. So, you know, when you liberate yourself, 
um, you know, you can forgive somebody a lot easier and it's easier to manage that acceptance. So, you know, that's just another area that you can look at to sort of strengthen, I guess, your resilience, your resilience, your brilliance and your balance. Um, you know, the whole BBR um, mo model, really, we can work on with those triangles. So my final thing really was just to say that, you know, one of the things that came into mind, my mind yesterday was this whole thing about stoicism, because actually my ex-partner, you know, who I adore, he's a great person. He's very stoic. He has very low levels of like emotional vulnerability. He doesn't demonstrate his emotions. I'm the total opposite. I'm highly emotional. I demonstrate a lot of emotions and I demonstrate vulnerability a lot of the time to him, to others, to yourselves today in the workplace with my clients. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. And um, I really wanted to just say this whole thing between, you know, being stoic and being vulnerable. So, you know, if you are stoic and you are um, trying to hide from this pain and this suffering and this feeling of loss, grief, emptiness, anger, sadness, stress, overwhelm, disappointment, all of those feelings, um, then, you know, that that's kind of acting, really, because most people most people will feel those feelings and and you know it's actually better for your own health to actually experience those feelings if you're very stoic and you don't experience those or you don't let them you know live themselves out in your body or go through you then you know that's a recipe for disaster and you know again i've talked about this book before when the body says no by dr gabba mate loads of case studies on very stoic people who have really just gone with this stiff upper lip and then they've developed health issues and then again the studies from other um scenarios around that health health matter have demonstrated that you know some of those behaviors of stoicism um that stoic personality have not helped those individuals to manage their own health now, the opposite of stoic is vulnerable, because when you're vulnerable, you know, you're exposing yourself to that possibility of of having emotional or physical harm. You're not running away from it or you're not trying to close down and show that you don't have emotions. But actually what it does is it kind of like demonstrates courage and bravery. So, you know, the, the opposite of the vulnerable uh, person is obviously, as I said, the stoic person. So me and my, my ex would be very good examples of a stoic and a vulnerable. You know, so he's looking like he doesn't get phased. He's not showing any emotion. Whereas I'm kind of demonstrating some courage and bravery because I'm explaining exactly how I feel and really letting myself be seen. Um, and the, But the problem, I just wanted to end on that, you know, the pros and the cons, if you like. So with a stoic person, sometimes it can be quite hard to get close because you can't feel that emotional connection. You can't break that down. They don't want to show that or to let others see that or to be exposed. And then with a vulnerable person, because we can be quite emotionally charged, that can be quite difficult to rationalise. So, you know, again, I would say if I had to choose, you know, I would prefer any day to be a vulnerable, have my vulnerabilities, not be a vulnerable person, but to have a capacity to show my vulnerabilities. But I also think, yes, of course, there's a time and a place to have that stoic, um, you know, rational, um, you know, behavior but I don't I don't think it necessarily trumps being vulnerable and I think that's what I wanted to leave you on today I actually think being vulnerable is a better place to be because it allows your emotions to be processed it allows you to be where you are and meet yourself where you're at basically um so 
This has actually helped me quite a bit today because I really wanted to get this out there. I wanted to share one of my own life experiences that is currently happening right now. And I wanted to let you know that, you know, I'm here for you if you're going through this now. Um, if you've been through this before or if you're going to be going through this in the future, because you may well pick up this podcast, you know, months down the line after it has been recorded. Um, so, yeah, I just just want to say you're not on your own and I know I'm not on my own because I've got you guys listening to me and um, you can always get through things when you've got people around you that's another key thing to take away from this is you know don't isolate yourself when you're going through these bad experiences yeah take a bit of time out if you need it but make sure you call on friends and family and people you've got in your community that you know have got your back um, so on that note I'm going to leave it there I hope that you took something away from this episode. I think the triangles are a really good way to, you know, have a learning from, from this episode. But also, um, you know, just to let you know, I, I'm just a human being like you guys. <laughs> but I am here to help you. I want to show you the light and obviously find my own light every day, even when I'm struggling. Um, so let's, let's leave it there. But I will be back um, soon. And um, I'll be leaving you another dose of hang on a moment. And if you like this, please do share, download or give me some feedback and also subscribe so that you get notified of the future episodes. OK, guys, please have a good week. I am going to do my hardest to come back happier next week and just to get through this. So take care, much love and have a good week.